Hey everybody, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about um, systemic racism. Um, the reason why we're going to be dealing in that is because I want to talk about a few things that seems to be the most important of racism when it comes to dealing with people and dealing with um, what you subjectively think that racism is and everything else. Okay, let's go. A lot of people have different um, opinions on systemic racism. Well, systemic racism can mean a lot of things. Well, we don't too much. Here and here at um, I Got Your Six podcast, we don't look at racism because we treat everybody the same. Because no matter who you are, you're a person. People are people. Welcome to my world. And that's how it is. And that's how life is. We want everybody to be the same. I don't care who you are. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what ethnicity you are. You are a person. You're a person. Gender doesn't matter. Whether you're gay, straight, or whether you're whether you're straight, gay, the LBGTQ. I call it the alphabet community. <laughs> but that kind of defines everything because, you know, they also could be part of the... When I think of alphabet community, I think of... People always say the alphabet community. When I think of the alphabet community, I think of either the FBI, the DEA, the CIA, the NSA. That's when I think of when I think of the communities of stuff like that. Um, and I tend to look at people like that because I try to say it's, it's we're done. Now, listen carefully. Um, um, I tend to look at you as a person of choices of what we do <coughs> on how we do things and on how we put our perspectives and choices on lives that we try to not think about so let's let's look at it okay now now this is what I think of when I call it and when they say systemic people always say well systemic racism you mean this no I don't mean that I just use that as a, one of my talking points. And so we're not going to, we're not going to really talk about racism. We're just going to use that. I just, now you, now you heard about it. Now we're going to talk about what's the heart of everything. Look, a couple of days ago, I was reading and I was watching an article. I was watching an article and reading on TV. Yeah. We'll go like that. You can't really watch an article and read TV. Well, you can, unless you're, if you're deaf or something. But I was reading an article and watching it also on TV there. How's that? About what happened with this company. They were saying that this guy predicted that um, cryptocurrency <coughs> is, is, is going to be a fad. That cryptocurrency is going to be fading out. And that nobody is is going to invest in cryptocurrency that you should not invest in cryptocurrency that you should not invest in this and that you should not do this and you should not do that well well here let me explain something to you every time something new that hits the market people talk negative about that saying that 
oh, we shouldn't have this or we shouldn't have that. Here's a good example. We were on our cell phone service was 2G network. Was the 2G and 3G network. Did you know when we when we went to 4G network? Did you know that here's what a lot of people said? Oh, 4G network, it's um it's a bad network. We don't longer need it. We're we don't need the 4G network. It's terrible. We should not, you know, who yourself. We should not go to 4G. It's a it's a, if you go to 4G, you're going to hate it. 4G is going to going to corrupt your platform. Going to make everything slow. And we go to 4G. 4G turned out to be really really good. Everyone was like, "What? Say what?" And we tend to have a good 4G of network. Because a lot of people were like, wow, 4G. Yep. And it turned out that 4G was um, something good for us. It was nothing bad. It was something that we really needed. But no, everybody kept saying that if we go to 4G that our phones are going to be corrupted. And Okay. Okay. And that if we. Okay. Uh, we'll go here. That if we go to 4G network, that we're going to tend to be um, having a lot of problems with our phones. Our networks are going to be shutting down. And we're going to be doing a lot of systemic. We're going to be doing massive um, hacking And we're going to be pushing the market. So we are going to be doing a few things that we shouldn't be doing. But I do say, I do say this. Wow. Um, we're going to be right back, okay? So we're going to go check something out, okay? So we're going to continue this with a part two. Hey, this is J.R. Bell with part two of this assignment of systemic racism. Not really about racism, but I just wanted to make that the topic. It's not really on racism because I really don't have any things or theories about it. All I want to say is just, hey, just wanted to say whatever my personal feelings are about. It has nothing to do with it. So that's what it's about. So let's go. Now, why I say random things, you know, now I wanted to talk to a lot of you about when it comes to cryptocurrency and I was telling a lot of people, people always ask me, well, what do you, what is your opinion on um, the cryptocurrency, the Bitcoins and all that and, and everything. And so I just said, well, part two, we're just going to be going into our I mean, podcast is just, just random things and stuff, you know, things that 
that seems what's important to you may not be important to me. That's what I'm talking about. So listen. Now, when it comes to dealing with cryptocurrency, you just gotta listen carefully. You need to start asking yourself, is that what you really wanna get into? If you do, then take your time, do your homework and everything. Cause I'm gonna tell you like, I got into cryptocurrency back when it was, I shouldn't have, I could have got in, but I didn't know. So, you know, the reason why I'm talking about cryptocurrency is what I'm talking about when people tell you about things to invest in and stuff. Like people will say, like like I talked about the like when I was talking about the 4G network and the 3G network and stuff, people were saying, "Oh, that's going to destroy your things." So, a lot of things and when it comes to technology, a lot of stuff that we get into, people will tell you that this stuff may not be good for you or it just may be bad for you. Well, here's the thing. You got to find out if it's good for you or if it's bad for you. You got to find out yourself whether or not if it's good or bad. Because if it's good, then you need to realize that that it's good or bad. Because you got to find out what makes it good for you and what makes it bad for you. I know what's good. I know that if I see something on the cutting edge technology, I'm going to try my best to get involved. Like here's an example. There's this company called um, called um, Sticker, and it's where you put a label on your car, and you drive around, and people see that sticker and they register and they pay you. Okay, well, I like that, and that seems pretty good. I'm gonna do that one. So that's not too bad. But I don't know how you get paid. I'm just starting, so it's something new. I'm all about this entrepreneur, how to be making all, all this money and stuff. So that's my goal. I like to make money, so I'm I'm learning about being an entrepreneur, you know. And I'm learning about, you know, what makes a lot of people successful. So I'm learning and I will know. And I mean, I gotta know this stuff because I gotta learn and I'm gonna be learning and it's gonna take some time, you know? So I will know eventually about success and business and money. And I will know about what it means to be a a great success because it means you gotta fail in order to succeed. Yeah. The greatest failures also succeed, you know, Here's something that I did not know until I got a hold of, until I watched that movie, The Founders, about Roy Kroc, the guy who pioneered the concept of McDonald's. Here's what he did. He turned around and every McDonald's, McDonald's owned the land, the franchisers owned the building, but McDonald's, the company owned the land every land they became mcdonald became one of the largest real estate brokers real estate brokers in the united states really they did and they were one of the great pioneers of real estate brokers in the united states and that's why that was one of their greatest gimmicks because they were pioneering into real estate going into areas that they shouldn't have got into what they did you know now Here's another person that I really admire a lot. It's Sir Richard Branson. 
So Richard Branson is a guy who owned Virgin Records. He started Virgin Records, Virgin Airlines, Virgin Galactics, Virgin Mobile, and everything. And he sold off bits and pieces of his company, but he still is chairman of his company. Even though his, his ideas and concepts were, you know, were far-fetched. And here's a British guy who had his idea. You know, like, um... The guy who pioneered, um, the guy who founded um, Papa John's, he bought a pizza place out and then created Papa John's Pizza. You know, it's one of those things. We... Uh, so, you know... So Papa John and Papa Murphy and all these pizza places, one of the greatest pizza joints in America is Domino's. Domino's is one of the greatest pizza joints because they pioneered a lot of the greatest pizza things that we, as America, the pizza pizza aficionados, take for granted. Like, you know, when you eat pizza, there's that little piece that sits on top of the pizza. That little tiny table, as I call it. That was a Domino's thing. The Domino's also was one of the one of the other great pioneers in pizza was you know, some of the great um, successful things that Domino's did. You know, but we just gotta. You know, and that's how you know things are. But it's just how we look at things and stuff. So success stories of, of Domino's and um, um, great pizza places were really good and everything. All right, but um, we're gonna be right back. All right, with part three. All right. I gotta, I gotta go take care of something right quick. So we'll be back to part three. Hey, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six podcast. And you're listening to part two, part three of the series. And we're going to be talking about some random things. I was talking about some systemic racism and stuff, but I decided uh, I don't need to talk about that because I already know when it comes to racism, what I already know about, and we already know about that. So we're going to talk about dating and those who are rich and powerful. You know, do you know that if you are rich and powerful, do you ever notice how, if you ever look at the Victoria's Secret models, when they first, first came out, they were skinny, they were really, really petite, they were size zero, and they were also very, very young. Young, I mean like, just like, I just turned 18, that kind of young. That's how young they were. And I mean, they were that kind of young, and they were really super young, and and because they were that young, you know, 
people just looked at him and said, hey, um, that's what they were looking for. They wanted someone young and real pretty and stuff. And that's what they looked for because that's what they were asking for. And as far as what they were looking for, they were like, we want someone really, really young and real pretty and stuff. So that's what they got. Okay, so they wanted someone like that, you know, they wanted someone like that, young and pretty and just things like that. So that's what they looked for when they were looking for, you know, and everybody, that's what they were looking for. Someone real pretty and young and they wanted someone who had this mentality and this look. So if you ever look at some of the girls on there. Uh, yeah, look at some of the girls on there. <coughs> Excuse me. Some of the girls that they were in there, a lot of them were seriously looking like they were in their teens. And then have you ever noticed how they have these parties where these Victorian Secret models with these rich, powerful people, you know, these rich old men who are happily married, but they're on a boat with these young girls. They got websites like sugardaddy.com and... Um, help me pay my bills.com or I need help.com. I'm just saying, you know, you know, you never know. A lot of these people, they're out there trying to do this, you know, with this and, you know, sugar daddies and helping out, pay my bills and things like that.com. You know, and, and these ladies are asking these men for favors. And in return, they're doing all this stuff for them while they are systemically, supposedly, oh, he's helping me pay my bills. Really? How is he helping you pay your bills if you, you I mean, if I'm a super, if I'm a super rich, I, I kind of think like, you know, if I'm that rich, you're going to pay, you're going to, we're going to be doing something because I'm not giving you money for just for nothing. Oh. We don't have sex. Just my companion. Come on. You're either giving me a BJ or you taking an anally. Excuse my language. You're going up the rear end. Hey, up the rear. We're going to be doing something because I got to get my money. I got to get my money's worth. Somehow, and that's how it is. You know, people don't realize that's how we look at things. We have to get our money. People got it. People are getting their people are looking to get their money's worth. So we need to look at things like, uh, yeah, yeah, well, hello. Hello. And how are you? And I need to see some. And so many people are so young that they don't even have ID. They're like 17 or some of them are 16. You know, on the on the the reason why I did that, oh, because um, I was watching a documentary about the underground sex, the underground sex trade, and it shows like in certain countries, like say, the Philippines, Thailand, um, Brazil, especially down in Rio, um, around uh, Rio, uh, Rio de Janeiro, around Rio down there, along there. I noticed they said on there that a lot of people down there, and like San Pablo, 
people down there are looking for young, young boys or young girls. Young meaning as they're not even legal. 13, 12 is, if they can get it as far as 10 years old, that's sad. That's really, really sad. If they can get someone that young, you know, to, to do things like that. And that's sad because they're getting that young and that, that yo. Because I was watching it and I was wondering, like, why don't we as society say that's a no-no? But when you go, when you are that, when you are powerful, nine, uh, here, here's, how, here's what one person said on the documentary. He said, I mean, this guy said it best. He said... In his documentary, he said 90%, he said 75% of the guys that come over there, 75% of the people that come over there are of Anglo-Saxon color. Means they're white. I hate to use the word white or, you know, or Caucasian or Caucasian or whatever. He said they were mostly white. But they had different, they have different, you know, languages. Whether they were German, whether they were Brits, or Russian, Hungarian, whether they were just, and um, some Americans. But majority was like Brits and stuff. Or like British and stuff. And he said, and they just, he said, that's what they were doing. He said, that's what they were doing. They were from other countries, other than other than Brazilian. They're from Brazil. They were from third world countries, and he says they came over there looking for love, and they wanted someone young. And like in the Philippines, the same thing. You know, in the Philippines, their biggest commodity of export in the Philippines is human bodies. Seriously, in the Philippines, human bodies is the biggest export of what people do. And how they do things. They're exporting of human bodies and how the human trafficking over there. Because a lot of the young girls over there are like chambermaids and stuff. And they work in these, they work for like big companies, big rich people. Like um, like in the Arab nations, they're like, they're like working for Saudi rich people. Companies, they're, they're slaves. But basically what they are, they're human slaves. And, and it's sad that they're human slaves because... There's a lot of good people, but it's it's like the um, the commodity. He who has the gold rules the world. Those who those who are rich and powerful control the world. Now, now what does that mean? It means like this: if I'm let's say I'm successful, I'm a billionaire, and I'm white. Got to got got use got use a color issue. I hate using that, but that's a systemic. Like I said, when it comes to systemic racism, we got to use that. And I'm powerful, and I'm rich, and I'm white, and I'm a billionaire. I can do pretty much anything. Do you know the president of the United States said this in a statement? He said, "I can go down on. I can go down. I can go downtown in Times Square. I can go down off of Sunset Street, in New York, and kill someone, and not go to jail." Because you know why? Because I'm rich and I'm white. That's a that's a harsh statement, but he said it. Seriously, he said it. But he's telling the truth. He didn't lie. He was telling the actual truth. People are like, oh, he's lying. No, he was telling the truth. He could do that. Yes, he. Oh, come on, you. 
Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, he said that and he meant it. Yeah, that man really meant it. When that guy literally said that I can go and do that, he was serious. That's the president of the United States of our country, of president of the United States of America said that. Well, he meant it. And that kind of tells you if you if you look on the news, if you look in the media as far as the news when it comes to murders and killings and and those rich and powerful, they control. The rich and the powerful are the ones that are in control. Two, wow. Three, where are you going? You know? Wow, where are you going? You know, and that's how it is. Those who are those who are powerful and who are rich are the ones in control. They're the ones that are making the rules. I don't make the rules, I just follow them. Successful people are those who are rich and powerful. The rich and powerful are the ones that are systemically are the ones in charge. I'm not. I just I said I follow the rules and regulations. And I just do things the way they tell me and, uh, you know, how you say it. And then I hear this and then we hear this thing about people say, you know, because, you know, you look at this, like I said, when I was talking about the sex slave, sex trade and stuff. It also talks about racism comes in there and also becomes a part of that also ties in with being powerful and also of color. You know, in Africa, like I said, Brazil. Now we go to Africa, the that sex the sex trade is also powerful in Africa. But it's the opposite. It's not people it's not people that are Anglo Saxon that are the ones that are doing the sex slave trade. It's their own people. The the locals in whatever country it is. Let's say um um Gigi Bougie um Scratchy Africa. That's a country. We're just gonna use that as a makeup country. The local, the people that live in that country, Ijibuji, Scratchy, Africa, is the one that actually are selling their own people into slavery. I mean, they do that. And did you know that in the slave trading, during the days of the slave trading, that locals were selling their slaves? Because every tribe would go and kidnap other people from other tribes because they needed workers. People didn't want to work. You know, if I could... If I cannot work, I can go hire someone else. And that's what they did. Seriously. Okay. And that's what they did. They would hire their they would hire other people to go do their own dirty work. Why? Because it's cheaper to go kidnap someone and make that person work like a slave all day long instead of doing the work themselves. That's how people do things. And that's how society sees everything. And when it comes to far as parts of systemic racism and and things like that. So yeah, you know. Uh so let me take a look. Ooh, I'm crooked as a jaybird. Okay. 
you know, and that's how people see things, you know, as far as systemic and the racism and everything, that's how things are. Everybody revolves in, I mean, that was in Africa, in the slave trade. I heard a lot of people say, we were warriors, we were kings in Africa. Nah, I don't know. Not everybody was kings. A lot of you, a lot of people who were on the slave trades were not kings. They were just regular workers. People that lived, had a wife, had kids, or just lived. Some of the, because some of the great, I know for a fact, some of the kings and queens, they were thrown overboard. They died. Because they'd rather die in honor than be shackled. So they died. A lot of a lot of the a lot of the kings and queens and people think they who were kings and queens end up killing themselves because that's the way they believed. You know, the belief system is that I just killed myself. And so they rather do that. They rather off themselves than, than to be a slave. So not all people of not all people of slavery, not all people of color were slaves. No, people always say, well, everybody was slaves. I was a slave. No. I wasn't a slave. My ancestors were migrants from Europe, and half of my half of my ancestors came from Europe. Even they were on the colored side. The other half of my ancestors came from indigenous people. They were natives. They were native. Uh, they were indigenous. Um, whether I'm not sure, they might have been Blackfoot, Cree, or they might have been. Um, they might have been, you know, the Cheyenne, and they might have been the Cherokee. I just don't know. And that's how I just have to look that up. You know, that could have been my answer. But I know Blackfoot because of, but also my answer, my, my grandmother, my dad's mom said Blackfoot, but she also said Cherokee because of the Trail of Tears. And that's where she says she thinks that we're probably part of Cherokee Nation. And she thinks that, you know, we might be part of the Cherokee Nation and stuff. And and that's what she says. So, so and that's how you know she thinks. You know she thinks that's how we might be part of them. But she said ah, she can't put her finger on it. She's not going to say that we are 100% Cherokee because everybody claims to be part of a Native American. So I don't claim it. So I don't. And I don't want to claim it. I don't want to say that I am. You know, I don't because it's not my thing, but, you know, that's how they say it. So, but I do say I do have some Anglo-Saxon in me. So I do have a bunch of um, I'm European in me and that's the white side of my family. So I am have, I do have white in me. So I don't too much think about racism when I see about racism and stuff. So it really, people always say, when I say I don't see color because I don't because I'm a melting pot. I am a diverse melting pot. I'm like a, I'm like this Lady Liberty. I'm like the Statue of Liberty. I, I, I welcome all people. I don't care what color you are. I accept you no matter who you are, race, color, creed, gender, background. I don't care if you're gay, lesbian. I don't care if you're part of the LBGTQ, whatever the, you know, I don't care part of the alphabet. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Here's my thing. Whatever you do behind closed doors, that's what you do. Whatever I do behind closed doors is what I do. That's how I look at it. You know? Whatever you do is fine. Whatever I do is fine. 
So if I do something behind closed doors, that's what I do. Now, if you do something behind closed doors, that's what you do. So you do you, like like my like my son's aunt said, you do you, boo boo. You do yourself, and I, you know, I don't care. You know, that's what you do. So you know, that's it. You know, now back to the point on systemic and uh, like I said about the sex trade and stuff. I was watching the documentary and they talked about that about how. The power, how people that are rich and powerful are the ones that are take that are ones that rule. So if you are, you know, because like I, like I found this out too, and I thought, you know, this came out to me. You know, I thought it was a joke, but it come to be true. You know, there's two types of medical insurance we have in this world. There's insurance we pay through our job, or you know, the insurance we pay through our job, and then there's rich people's insurance. Now. Now the difference is is between there's two types of insurance. There's insurance, and then there's rich people's insurance. And people say, no, they're all the same. Nope, there's not. If you got can, let's say you got cancer, doctors will say we got to do. Let's say you got a bad liver. Let's say you got um, cancer. You know, and you need um, uh, a liver. Doctors will say, let's give you this medication to see if we can kind of help. You know, this medicine is supposed to be good for your liver, kind of help, you know, keep you alive a little bit longer. That's regular insurance. Rich people's insurance is, hey doc, I got a bad. Doctor says you got, I got a bad. Doctor says you got a bad liver. Oh, I do. Hey doc, here's this check. Fill in the blanks. Oh, we'll have the surgery tomorrow. We'll have the surgery the end of. We'll have the surgery. We'll have the surgery Friday. That's rich people's insurance. We won't schedule your surgery Friday. That's rich people's insurance. You see the difference? Because when money's no object, you can have anything you want. You know, it's like in LA, there's a bunch of shops in LA that I go, there's a bunch of shops in LA, like up on Rodale Drive in Beverly Hills. And they and there's this one there's this one boutique that it was on the news for it because this lady couldn't understand. You walked in there, everything in there had no price tags. There was no price tags on nothing. The reason being was the lady says, the owner said, and she said this, everything in here is, if you have to ask how much it costs, you can't afford it. She said, you cannot afford it. So I'm terribly sorry, you cannot afford it. So you just gonna have to suck it up. All right, you just cannot afford it, sorry. You cannot afford it. If you have to, um, if you have to, you just cannot afford it. I'm sorry. Then you can't shop here. She says, I'm not a racist. I'm not a bigot. She says, I'm not a racist. I'm not a bigot or anything. I am a, I am a capitalist. And, 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 and what got her in trouble was because, um, a couple, these, 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 um, these urban, these two urban young girls walked in there kept asking how much is this how much is that and the lady said um if you have to ask how much it costs you cannot afford it she said well maybe i can she says but i just she says she says look at the sign i don't care what that sign says i'm asking you how much it is so the lady told her that ain't how much it is yes that's how much it is well let me speak to the owner well, the owner walked out, which was a lady, and the lady said, can I help you? How much is this? She said, it's this much. That's kind of high. Well, how much is that? She says, there's my sign. 
I don't care what that sign says. That's my, this is my business. She asked for the manager and she says, can I help you? Well, I want to see the owner. You're looking at the manager slash owner. What, the prices are not on none of these things. If you can't, I have, I have a rule. If you have to ask how much it costs, you cannot afford it. That's what the prices are. And she's like, so, hello. Each item in here is a couture, meaning that it's a one and done item. It's a vintage or one and done item. Limited selections and everything like that. And so she turned around and she said, wow. They went on the media screaming and hollering saying that they were racist because they because of that lady said she pointed she goes to her website look at my website website look at my flyers that i post out it all says on there if you have to ask how much it costs you cannot afford it that's what it said on everything so that's all about when it comes about powerful rich and rich and powerful people so in closing i gotta go I gotta go take care of some business and stuff, but I will be getting to you later. All right, this is JR with I Got Your Six Podcast, and I'll talk to you later. All right.